This is your host, Terry Noland, and this is your community. Come on in, grab a seat, and strap in. This is Terry Nolan, and I am your tour guide today. I am your coach. I am your flight attendant as we take off in this podcast today. And today, I want to recap Learning Allies Spotlight on Dyslexia Conference that happened on June 4th, just this past Friday, June 4th, 2021. And we've been doing this conference for five years now. And you know what? We uh, were doing virtual conferences before virtual conferences were a thing. We've got experience in pulling these things off. And every single year, it gets bigger, it gets better, and it becomes more conference-like, conference feel. This year was no different. And I want to encourage all of you that did attend live, if you were there, keep watching those recordings, keep digging in because I promise you, you will find new things. You will hear new things. You will see new things in all of the content. If you're listening to this podcast and you weren't in the room live, have not registered yet, I highly encourage you to do so. I took away so much so many reflections, so many thoughts, and that's what this podcast is going to be about today. Now, the first reflection and the first thought is probably not something that you put much time into thinking about, and that's good. That's a good thing, and that is what it took for the Learning Ally team to pull off this virtual conference. First of all, we moved to a new platform this year. Now that may not seem like much, but it's big. It's big in the world of technology, it's big in the world of business, and it's big in our world. Pulling off and setting up a new platform required a lot of technology integrations that we hadn't set up before, required a lot of learning on the part of our team, and required a lot of hands. We took a long time to prepare for you. The team meticulously worked on the technology, meticulously worked on the content, the experience, so you could have the best of the best. Now, I'm not going to deny it. There were some technology issues right out of the gate. And I just, I got to tell you what was happening on the back end. You didn't see it. But there were people scurrying, and I realized all of us were in our own homes, but let me tell you what, their fingers were on fire, working hard, contacting the right people, reaching out. What can we do? How do we fix this? At one point, I looked up, and in the backdrop, which was our back channel, our Zoom channel within Learning Ally, there were 59 messages in our Zoom chat that was, you know, what can we do? to problem solve? What can we do to make this the best experience possible? You had people working for you, tirelessly working for you. Like I say, you didn't see it. We didn't want you to see it because we wanted your front end experience to be the best possible. Once we got those technology issues resolved, let me tell you what, it was smooth sailing from there. And I hope you experienced that. Hope you felt it. Doesn't mean that those fingers weren't still flying on the back end because they were. 
I mean, we had people from all parts of our organization. We had people from our frontline customer support team. We had people on our technology team. We had people in our marketing team with social media. We had people that are out there working on our partnerships with schools, all hands on deck. That's what it takes to pull off a conference of this magnitude, reaching thousands of educators. At the time of this recording, it is June 7th, 2021. We're about to hit 7,000 registrations from across the country. That's a pretty incredible virtual conference for those of you that live in this virtual conference world. It's pretty incredible to think that we are bringing this many people together. So my first takeaway is that there is a team. Learning Ally, we're not just, you know, another vendor. We never want schools and districts and partners to think of us in that way. We don't want to be a vendor. We want to be a people connector. We want to be a growth developer. We want to super serve you. I hope you saw that coming through on the other end. I mean, there were staff members dropping in chat. There were staff members to catch you wherever you showed up on the phone, in an email, in our community. There were staff members there to catch you. We are here to super serve you. Once again, I hope you felt it. I hope you felt it. All right. So that was my big takeaway. My big takeaway. Second takeaway that I just, this was the best part. I'm going to tell you it was the best part. Those networking sessions. I was able to drop into several different large groups and drop in and say, hi, hello. And I just heard over and over, oh my goodness, this feels just like an in-person conference. We've missed the human connection so much. Go back and listen to the opening. I talk about human connection. Talk about creating curiosity. I talk about human connection, our desire, our need, our passion, just that human longing for connection. And that happened in networking. We got to see each other's faces. We got to talk to one another. We got to have conversations with one another. I like that feature. I really, really do. Now, another connection. On the day, uh, on June 3rd and on June 4th, we added over 500 new individuals just on those two days alone to the Learning Ally Educator community. Just on those two days. Now, they've been coming in over the weekend. I try to do a personal welcome to everyone that comes in, but oh my goodness, I couldn't keep up. I couldn't keep up. So many of you. It was like me. I was the opening the doors at Walmart on, you know, when when the big sale is happening, when Black Friday is happening. And I got trampled and I couldn't, I couldn't get out, but keep on coming in. I want you to keep on coming in. We've got lots of good things for you in the community coming up. This podcast, for one, we launched this podcast. It was in March when we launched this podcast. It's going to keep going. We're going to talk about literacy leadership on a deep level, on a passionate level, on a human connected this level, on a student level. So keep coming back to the podcast every single week. Make sure you're following us on, on those uh, social media or those podcast platforms. So community, what if, 
There's 500 of you that came in just those two days alone. What if each of you invited somebody to come in? Think about the tribe we're building. Think about the nation we're building. Think about the educators we are building to come together and say, we are going to smash the literacy divide together. The content at Spotlight on Dyslexia. We can't leave it in the platform on June 4th. We got to pick it up. We got to chew on it. We got to breathe it. We got to consume it and we have to apply it and we've got to do it together. We've got to do it with a nation, an army, a tribe of people coming to the community. It's good. I'm going to tell you, we love hard in there and we learn deeply in there. There's one post in there and it blows my mind. So often I see on social media, I'm a middle school teacher. I'm an elementary school teacher. You know, what are your great reads? What are the best books? And there is a single post in that educator community that has almost 800 comments about books. Uh, That's your book list right there. There's no need to go search. There's no need to go look somewhere online. You got it and you've got it from your peers. That's what's so cool about this. That's what's so incredible about the community. You can ask a question and there is somebody that is walking in your shoes, live in your classroom, living your school that can help you out. Lots of good things to come out of that community. Like I said, we love hard in there and we learn deeply and I want you in there. So that's one of the things, that's one of my takeaways, the whole networking, the whole feeling like I am a part of something. I'm a part of something. Isn't that what human connectedness is all about? I'm a part of something, something bigger than me. And you know what we do? We get big on the inside. So I can make better things happen on the outside of me. We got big on the inside on June 4th when we were in the room in those sessions. We got big on the inside. Oh my goodness, so much learning. It was almost too much that I could take in. But it makes me big on the inside so I can do better things on the outside of me. Okay, I'm going to dive into some of the sessions that I was able to attend. And these are just some of the ones that I was able to jump in on to be a part of. I got to go back. I got to go do my learning. I got to go watch all of them. Look through the comments. See those things. First and foremost, I'll start with Dr. Susan Hall. Whoo boy, she gave it to us right out of the gate, didn't she? And the thing that I walked away from her, reinforcement. Reinforcement of the way that we need to be teaching our kids to decode. Now, one of the things that you'll probably hear me say a lot in this podcast, wherever you see me on social media, in the community, it doesn't matter. You're going to hear me say this a lot. Let's get discreet. Let's get explicit about the word reading. I want us to stop using that as a blanket word and actually say what we mean. So Susan, in her presentation, we're talking about decoding words. She gave us so many good strategies on helping students to decode words. Notice I'm not using the word read, okay? Because the approach that she's taking is all about how to decode words. I love the hand signals that she gave on helping us to understand when it's closed, when it's open, when it's a vowel consonant E. Oh my goodness, I'm going to start using those things with the students I tutor. 
Loved it. She also tapped into just a bit the fact that we need to be supporting our students in that language comprehension development all along the while. Now, here's something else that, that came out of her session that I hear so often, but hear me now. If you've got a student in upper elementary, middle school or high school that does not know how to decode words, they need an evidence-based approach. They need that structured literacy approach. They need it. And I understand high school, it seems like baby work. But you know what? They're going to advance through as such a fast clip that you're not even going to, your head's going to spin at how quickly they move through it. But you are building such foundation for them. Don't look at it as baby stuff. Look at it as building blocks to make you a good decoder. I also had a chance to pop into uh, uh, Sean Robinson, Dr. Dyslexia Dude. And uh, I'm going to tell you, out, outside on social media, in the community, there were so many comments about his humility, his vulnerability, his mindset, about his own journey with dyslexia. I hope some of you are talking about him today. I hope you're mentioning Dr. Sean Robinson. I hope you're telling your kids about him. I hope you are telling your colleagues about him. About when he had somebody believe in him. Guys, we're the believers. We're the believers. We're the ones that can make moments for our children. We're the ones that give them air in their wings. Dr. Sean Robinson talks about those things. Oh, it was a good one. It was a good one. Also, I want to mention, I jumped into uh, what Joelle Nappy, she had a couple of different sessions and I jumped into one of her sessions where she was talking about all of the things that she does for her students with dyslexia. I've known Joelle for a while and I've known greatness when I think about Joelle. I'm going to tell you what, she gets it done. She gets it done and she doesn't, not that she doesn't care what people think, she does. She leads with love, she leads with grace, she leads with learning, she leads with knowledge and her kids benefit. I was able to see the part of her session where she showed a video clip uh, where her kids were announced as winning something in Learning Allies Great Reading Games. And she said that she was more excited than the kids probably. Her screams came through on that video. She leads with love. She leads with knowledge. She leads with learning. And if I need to know something about that one-to-one, -one, that small group, that intervening with dyslexia, Joelle Nappy is somebody that is at the top of my list. She gets it done. Be a Joelle Nappy. David Kilpatrick, he was another one of our keynotes. David, what he brought to us, and I know it was a lot. It was a lot to take in, but it was so eye-opening for me. I had a chance to visit with David before 
when we were talking about him coming and being a keynote and he told me, he said, listen, I'm a one trick pony. People know me for orthographic mapping. That's uh, phonological awareness, orthographic mapping. That's what they know me for. I said, David, you're more than that. You're more than that. Tell me what more you can offer. And this is where he talked about this idea and we're up against it. We all are. We're facing it where he said, we've got to get over ourselves. Quit being so entrenched in what I think I know and go seek the truth about what it means to instruct students in teaching them how to decode, teaching them how to read skillfully and artfully, teaching them the cognitive comprehension that comes from reading. We got to go seek the truth. We got to get out of our own illogical fallacies and understand how to identify when somebody else is leading with an illogical fallacy. Go back, watch that one several times because you're going to get something from that. I also uh, I want to uh, talk about uh, Dr. Emily Binks Cantrell. She's been one of my, you know, one of my researcher heroes. In fact, when I wrote my dissertation, I quoted Dr. Cantrell left and right, Dr. Joshi, one of her colleagues, about the Peter effect. Peter effect. We all know the Matthew effect. We've heard it. We understand it. But do you know what the Peter effect is? The Peter effect says that you cannot teach what you yourself do not know. So she showed some stats, she showed some statistics and and it just falls so in line with the dissertation that I wrote about we are putting educators in front of our students and we have not equipped these educators to understand how to teach the explicit nature of what it means to be decoders. What do we do about that? when we need to change what we're teaching. You cannot teach what you yourself do not know. So let's get you what you need to know. As we have educators that are entering the classroom, make them ready. We don't want teachers coming back years later and saying, I had to go find it out myself. I had to discover on my own. Think about all the kids that I let down. Think about about all the kids that passed through. We can make a change there. We absolutely can. So make sure you check out Dr. Emily Binks Cantrell and the session that she provided. We had sessions on parenting partnerships, what that means, lead with love, lead with kindness, lead with understanding, involve our parents. All right. So many more. Oh my goodness. Oh, here's one. The uh, uh, moving forward, not backwards with reversals, right? This is one that we need to understand and know. And one of the discrete learnings that I got from this was the letter D appears more often in our speech, in our print than the letter B. So let's teach first with the letter D. What? Okay. I mean, simple things like that, that I didn't know before from Dr. Cheryl Lundy Swift. She brought great information to us and strategies to help end those reversals. Because we know it happens so often. So it's an indicator 
of somebody with dyslexia, it is not meaning that you are dyslexic if you have those reversals. So very discreet things that we can learn um, from Dr. Cheryl. All right, to cap it off, the final, and I'm so glad we saved this for last. Now, the reason we saved it for last is because Andrew was out on a boat work. He was sailing that day. And uh, Andrew Lewis, he's an Olympic sailor from Trinidad and Tobago. He's planning for the Summer Olympics 2021. It, and that's still, I'm going to tell you, it blows my mind. If Not that I ever would be, but if I was preparing for uh, the Olympics, you better believe that you're not going to get me to come and present to a bunch of, you know, a bunch of educators. I'm, I'm out here. I mean, Andrew leads with love. Andrew leads with heart. That's his life. That's his mission. And he does it either whether he's sailing or he's taking the time for us. Educators, administrators, people humans. I mean, that's where he led with. I, I just love how he brought up the fact that there is a one in four trillion shot that an Andrew Lewis gets put on this earth, that a Terry Nolan gets put on this earth, that the child in front of you gets put on this earth. They have value. Sure, they may have dyslexia. They may struggle with reading, but they have value. That doesn't define them. Every single child is deserving to have the education that they need. He talked about grit, his accident. I'm not going to tell you about it here because you got to go watch the session if you haven't already. And even if you have, watch it again. Andrew, he's a good one. He's one that we need to tell our kids about. He's one that we need to lift up and his message needs to lead us forward. I loved his, his nowhere and now here description. Spotlight on dyslexia. We've logged another one in our books. We can write it down as something that us, the staff at Learning Ally have done this year. And in our yearly evaluations, we can write it down but it doesn't even begin to describe the magnitude of how much energy, effort, sweat, tears, love, and learning that went into it. And we hope you got the same return. Guys, follow us on this podcast. There's a lot more work to do. Thank you for going on the journey today. Thank you for being present. Thank you for continuing to grow and learn. If we are going to make an impact on education, create significance in the lives of our students, we need you. If you want to learn more about Learning Ally, visit us at learningally.org and be a part of a transformational community.